going on, you guys? Welcome to the very first debut edition of this brand new wrestling podcast among the thousands that are out there. Uh, this is a Smart Mark Wrestling Podcast. My name is Wesley Rosero, and I will be the host of this podcast. Thank you guys for listening. I hope I hope you guys enjoy. And the, please give me, you know, please give me a little bit of leeway or leeway or a break here. This is my very first podcast. I'm new to this whole thing. Um, hope you guys enjoy for what I have coming. I have a lot of great ideas coming coming your way. Uh, today, the first edition, I'm going to be reviewing uh, the June 3rd edition of Monday Night Raw, which was last night. For those of you, those of you that are listening to this on June 4th, uh, I'm also going to be going over this past Saturday's NXT Takeover 25 event. That was an amazing show that had a lot, of, you know, that a lot of people thought had a lot of had a lot of um, had a lot to live up to. Uh, with it being exactly a week after AEW's uh, debut pay-per-view, Double or Nothing. Fantastic show about that. Fantastic show. Uh, I'm not going to go into that because it's just going to make it way too long. And I don't want to, you know, just bore you guys to sleep. You know, so I'm going to get into the uh, to the TakeOver 25 review right now. Let me pull up the match card here real quick. Okay. So the show kicked off with... Uh, Roderick Strong versus Matt Riddle. Incredible, incredible match. Those two are great workers. Matt Riddle is on another level, man. I can't wait to see this guy do more and more. I think if they do right by Matt Riddle, he can be that pet project of Triple H, kind of like what they're doing with Adam Cole that I'm going to get into later on. Uh, Roderick Strong, enough said, the dude's, a, the dude's phenomenal. Uh, representing the Undisputed Era. Uh, ton, tons and tons of crazy bumps in this. Just... <laughs> The amount of backbreakers in this made me cringe. It made me grab my back and go, oh, damn, that looked like that hurt. But um, one particular spot that these two did was uh, on the apron of the ring. Uh, Matt, not Riddle, uh, Roddy did a backbreaker on the side of the ri- on the apron of the ring. It looked like the far left or right-hand side. <laughs> the thing looked really painful, and the sound was just like, it was just, you know, it was a little harder than that, but it was like, it, it hurt really, it sounded like it hurt really bad. Uh, and then, you know, towards the end, Matt Riddle did end up coming up with the victory. I love Matt Riddle. I really do. The dude's phenomenal. I think he's one of the best in the WWE right now. And as far as NXT goes, he's in that upper echelon of the elite. Uh, just moving on, we had the, what did we have next? We had the Fatal 4-Way ladder match for the vacant NXT titles that were given up by the uh, the War Raiders, a.k.a. Viking Experience. <laughs> yep, yep, that's a real name that happened. Uh, uh, what do they have next? The Viking experience. It was uh, the Viking Raiders. And I don't even know what they're called on Raw now. I haven't even seen them on Raw in a while. Uh, that's a whole nother story. But it was uh, those times were vacated vacated by the War Raiders. And then we had a fatal four-way ladder match involving only Lorcan and Danny Burch versus the Forgotten Sons with Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake. Uh, the Street Profits and the Undisputed Era uh, with Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Fantastic match. Van, fantastic match. It was such a, a clash of styles, you know, because all four of those teams are different styles and different personas, and they all carry themselves a certain way. For to, for example, to give you two examples, uh, Oni Lorch and Danny Berkman, those guys are just so technically sound. You know, they're very, very good at their craft. Those guys can tie you up into a pretzel and any other knot you could think of. Uh, for example, the Forgotten Sons guys, uh, Cutler and well, Wesley Blake, they're just two big bruisers that 
pretty much they're brawlers that can just beat you up. And then obviously you've seen Undisputed Air, you know what they can do. Street Profits are very charismatic, very, very entertaining. You know, the fans got behind them tremendously in this match. And ultimately, they did end up winning and become the new NXT Tag Team Champions. Great for them. Huge fan of them. I think they have a lot of potential. I think if they stay in NXT a, a, a lot longer and just hone it and hone it. And, you know, Montez Ford is so charismatic. And Angelo Dawkins, you know, he's a big guy, but he's very, very athletic for a big guy of his size. So good luck to them and props to them for winning that. Hopefully they have a lot of have a bright future ahead of them with the NXT Tag Team titles. And the NXT tap, <coughs> Tag Team division can build up and build up to become better to give them some suitable opponents. Excuse me. Uh, what was next? Third match, I believe, was... So we had uh, Roddy, Roddy Riddle match, tag team match. What was that? Oh, Velveteen Dream versus Tyler Breeze making his return to NXT at TakeOver 25. This match was very, very, very well done. Very, very character-driven by two characters that are pretty much similar. But then again, they're different. Velveteen Dream's got that... Rick Rude, and again, I apologize for the echo if you hear that in here. I haven't really soundproofed uh, soundproofed this room quite yet, so just please bear with me as the first couple episodes, it might have an echo. As I was saying, Velveteen Dream has this Rick Rude, Prince-esque aura to his character, while Velveteen, not Velveteen, uh, Tyler Breeze has that, you know, as you saw him previously in his previous run of the NXT, he has that supermodel, rich, supermodel kind of gimmick but it, it works he makes it work and it works and it was a, it was a clash of personas that were different but similar you know both guys wanting that spotlight both guys athletically amazing both guys good in the ring I was really happy to see Tyler Breeze finally you know remind people you know like hey I do still work here you know and I am good he's good he just hasn't had a chance to show that he's good because of the situation he was in with uh, uh, the fashion police and the that was just strictly comedy. The Velveteen Dream is one of the best in NXT right now. Like I said with Matt Riddle, he's in the upper echelon of NXT that's elite. So those two, two guys clashing, it was a great, great match. Uh, a lot of good spots. A very, very told a good story of a Velveteen Dream is the Tyler Breeze. Velveteen Dream is the Tyler Breeze of this current NXT, of what Tyler Breeze was of the previous genre, I mean, crop of NXT guys that are now on the main roster. Great, great match, and highly suggest you guys go check it out. Following that, we had my girl Shayna Baszler. I love this girl so much. She's very, very, she, to me, she's just, she's very calculating, and she's ruthless, and just the way she presents her character on screen without Marina and Jessamine Duke is just so believable, and Io Shirai, she's just so good in general from her time in Japan. You know, just a clash of styles. And Shayna has been knocking it out of the park with the Japanese girl she's been working with. Kyrie, Io, you name it. I I, don't, I can't remember if she faced Oscar or not. But good, good, good match. Not as good as I thought it'd be. But it was a solid, enjoyable match. Uh, Io Shirai did end up uh, taking the L here. And Shayna Baszler is still the NXT Women's Tag, women's tag Team. NXT Women's Champion. Uh, Candice LeRae at one point towards the end came down with the kendo stick. Lighting up uh, Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke. And then I believe that, I don't remember how the match ended. <coughs> this is a couple, <coughs> excuse me, 
excuse me, that was loud in your ears. Uh, this was a couple days ago. Uh, I did. Some people said she turned heel right at the end. I don't really think it was turned heel. She just kind of beat Shayna down with the Kendall stick. Interpret that however you want. Uh, last match on the card was my favorite. You know, it was better than their takeover in New York match. Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT Tag Team Championship. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, bear with me, guys. I'm a little, a little flustered. Uh, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano for the NXT Tag Team. Ah, here we go again. <laughs> the NXT Championship. I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, for the NXT Championship. Adam Cole had a great entrance with uh, Wrestling Flow's, I think his name is Jaden. Is it Jaden? I can't remember his name. Jaden? J- I don't know. Just go to YouTube and look up Wrestling Flow and you'll know what I'm talking about. This kid is phenomenal. I believe the NXT WWE hired him to work with NXT doing something. But beyond that, the match between these two was amazing. Amazing. The storytelling. You know, the false finishes and just, you know, the these two can put on a hell of a match. Gargano can put on a five-star match with anybody. Adam Cole is just so damn good in his own. He can put on a match, a great match with anybody. Uh, the Panama City Sunrises in this match were insane. They looked crazy painful. I don't know how he could perform those without hurting him. They looked so good. The one on the outside and the one related to the finish followed by the last shot which was the finish of the match to have Adam Cole become the new NXT tag team. Ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> the NXT champion. Uh, uh, Undisputed guys come out, raise him up. NXT, uh, Adam Cole is the new NXT champion. Adam Cole starts his reign of NXT, with hopefully with the Undisputed Era following up on his promise with the NXT. With NXT, the Undisputed Era dripping in gold, starting with Adam Cole being the champion. Overall, great show. Five out of five for me. Great show. Uh, a lot of good matches that are potential show stealers with you know, Velveteen Dream and Tyler Breeze. And of course, the main event, Gargano and Adam Cole, was phenomenal as always. So, guys, that was NXT TakeOver 25. You know, going into this, you know, I'm probably not going to review. You know, you know, I am going to review Raw. I thought I wasn't going to review Raw, but I am going to review Raw just really, really quickly. I'm going to run down. Let me pull up the results here. So this whole Raw for June 3rd, last night, if you're listening to this on June 4th, it was completely centered around the uh, Brock Lesnar cashing in his money in the bank. You know, it was, they said, I think they sent out an alert a couple hours before the show that he was do, cashing in on, on Seth Rollins. So the show pretty much goes down like this. You know, Brock arrives at the arena. Uh, they advertise Seth Rollins being Miz TV. Pretty much see where that's going to go. And then, you know, then we start off our first match of the night as Drew McIntyre and the Revival defeat Roman Reigns teaming up with his brother, his cousins, the Usos. This match to me was just nothing but a, to me a throwaway to build up Shane and Shane and Roman at takeover at a Super Showdown on Friday. Nothing really of the sorts. Uh, the Drew McIntyre and the Revival and Shane McMahon did a beatdown on Roman. Shane McMahon delivered a pretty nice looking spear to him. I thought that was pretty cool. To me, there was nothing but just, you know, a, you know, anything just to push forward this pointless feud between those two. Lucha House Party came down and then ultimately got destroyed by Lars Sullivan, who they do face this Friday at Super Showdown. Charlotte Flair and uh, Charlotte Flair and Lexi Evans had a weird face versus, I'm sorry, face heel heel match. It was pretty pretty freaking terrible. Like, thank God Becky came down 
Vicky came down and caused an interruption within five minutes because that match was really, really terrible, guys. And now Rey Mysterio does uh, going into the United States Championship thing. Rey Mysterio comes down, talks about his injury, brings up the money in the bank thing, says he's going to relinquish the U.S. title. Here comes Joe. Joe saying he should, that he didn't really deserve it because he didn't beat him. He didn't, his shoulders weren't pinned, blah, blah, blah. Ray ultimately releases, uh, relinquishes the title back to Joe. Uh, Joe, uh, Triple, uh, Triple H, uh, Ray Mysterio made a point, made hit home on a point that his son Dominic is training to be a wrestler and that he wants to set a good example. Joe, like, and then Joe comes down, blah, 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 he gives the title back to Joe. Ray gives him the title, says he's going to be back, and then Joe gives him the Joaquina clutch, chokes him out, walks out the title. Uh, then, this was stupid. Uh, Braun Strowman beat Bobby Lashley in an arm wrestling contest. Who cares? And Bobby Lashley threw a bunch of chalk into his face, you know, get a beat down in the corner, hit the running power slam, go home angle for their match at Super Showdown. Who cares? Nikki Cross defeated Peyton Royce. Eh. I don't know what they're doing with Alexa Bliss. Her new t-shirt, it looks like a bootleg Starbucks logo. It was terrible. The whole match was pretty much, the finish of the match was centered around Alexa getting coffee spilled in her white pants. I don't know what they're doing with Nikki. I don't know what this is. I feel bad for Peyton Royce and Billy Kay because they won those tag team titles and I think they've only defended them maybe once, twice since WrestleMania. I feel bad for them. I feel like they brought those titles on. They don't know what to do with it going in because everything, to me, everything is focused on the Vince McMahon. It's on the Shane McMahon Roman story on both shows where this wild card role is stupid. And now the highlight of the show was another edition of the Firefly Funhouse. My favorite segment, I think everybody's favorite segment on Raw is the Firefly Funhouse. I am in, in love with it, what they're doing, Bray Wyatt. Initially, I didn't like it. He kind of had that Mr. Rogers, Blue's Clues, corny TV show host thing. I thought that's what they were doing. I was like, oh my God, what is this? And then that fourth week, week four, that fourth one, when he unveiled that secret and he has like that, that weird looking mask and he's wearing like the Beetlejuice pants, phenomenal. And this, you know, he's wearing a fanny pack in this and Zuba's pants and he, he debuted a new character. And then he had like a Miss, Miss McMahon puppet. It was like a devilish Miss McMahon puppet. You know, the, the pig character is an homage to Hus- the Husky Harris thing coming in from NXT. It was great. And then it was like... Uh, like this gr- green screen workout music thing. It was awesome. You guys got to check it out. And then we had something we've seen a thousand times before. Triple H and Randy Orton come down, trade insults. They're pretty much making in front of each other who has the bigger set of balls. Who cares? We've seen Triple H Randy Orton a thousand times. Ricochet defeated Cesaro. Great. Gr- uh, these two continue to have another great TV matches. Uh, I thought that I pretty much was going sour on Ricochet recently because I feel like they're going 50-50 booking. But, and I, may, I feel like they're going to somehow turn this into another tag team. I don't want that to happen. But Ricochet, good to see Ricochet get a win. And then the end of the show seemed a little weird. They saved the Undertaker segment for the for the end. Of course, the Undertaker comes out. Everybody pops. He takes his usual 5-10 minutes to come to the ring. He says, oh, Goldberg, you're next. I want the Goldberg that was, you know... That was spearing everybody out of the booth. He didn't say that verbatim. But what I'm saying is that he said he wants the old Goldberg. He doesn't want the family man Goldberg. And then to finish off the show, they pretty much rushed it. Because he goes, Goldberg, you're next. And the show cut because they pretty much ran out of time. So that was Raw, just a quick overview. To me, it was a show that was 
predictable. It was all centered around. Oh, I forgot to do the Brock Lesnar thing. Um, where is it? Where is it? Uh, to my notes here. So basically, uh, Lesner, uh, Seth Rollins, the whole Brock Lesnar thing. Ronda's in the ring. Uh, after the Miz TV, Baron Corbin comes down. He beats him up. Blah blah blah. In the days, here comes Brock. Has Paul Heyman and a referee in hand. Lesnar kicks the hell out of Les- uh, Rollins. A couple of steel chair shots, a nut shot. Blah blah blah. Heyman's yelling, "Cash in, cash in!" He's like, "Not yet, not yet." Beats him up with a steel chair a little bit more. He's sitting there. Heyman chimes in again. Oh, Brock, cash in, cash in. Uh, Lesnar very clearly says, "Save it for Friday. We're due it Friday." So there you go, everybody. Brock Lesnar could be cashing in on Friday at Super Showdown. Very typical boring show. WWE, again, did tease their fans with this. Didn't give. They pretty much said, this is going to happen. Brock is going to do this, and it's going to happen here. We got nothing. So, again, WWE letting down their fans by saying they're going to do something that they didn't. So that was pretty much an overview of Raw, guys. Uh, it was a pretty, pretty bad show, in my opinion. Uh, the only highlights were, um, oh, the 24-7 title. Uh, there was one point where Cesaro going underneath the ring for a table, and then he pulls out our truth who's like laying down on the table, hiding from a ring. So he, you know, he's been under there all day. He's hiding. It was pretty comical. The 24-7 title is pretty much doing what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to add comedy. Everybody laughed. Here come a small army of guys chasing him around the ring. Blah, blah, blah. He goes to the back. Carmella with him running around. So finally, that was Raw, guys. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, I, did, I had a lot of fun doing this. Again, bear with me. It's my first podcast. I'm working out the kinks here a little bit. Uh, so that was Raw. I'm going to come back again. I haven't really figured out a set schedule for this. So what I'm going to do is SmackDown's tonight as of June 4th or when you're listening to this. So I'll probably come back and do a follow-up of SmackDown on Thursday and release it maybe Friday or Saturday, one of those days. So just bear with me, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed. Please please be sure to subscribe if you're new to this podcast. I'm, I know I'm new to this, so please, like I said, bear with me so I can work out all the kinks and do everything I can to make this better for you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed. You guys have a great day, and I'll see you guys later on in the week.